I'm Zach. And I'm Josh. And this is Lamp Stomp, a Pixar podcast. Josh, we are back. back. (laughs) We are back. Uh, Remember that time we said, oh, we're going to watch it this weekend and we're going to give you guys turning red so soon. It's going to be awesome. (laughs) Oh, man. Is life crazy or is life crazy? Life is indeed crazy. And this is the reason we need to take a break. Honestly, if we're being honest, life is crazy. So we want to try to get ahead so we can be a little bit more um, on on pace. But y'all will hear more about that in a little bit. Josh, we're talking about Turning Red. Um, we are at the end of Pixar's current movie list. Can you believe it? Um, like, I think it was like, let's see, what is today's April? So I think like 13 months ago, um, right? Well, I think it might have been more than that, actually. 14 months ago, I think is when we started. Um, was April? No, 15, 15 months ago. Sorry, my, my math is awful. Uh, 15 months ago, we started this journey, and now we are here at Turning Red, Toy Story to Turning Red. Um, And so let's hop in. Josh, I had a question for you to kind of start us off, and this movie is all about awkward middle schools. So I would like for Josh to tell me an awkward middle school story. Oh, man, do I have stories. (laughs) Don't we all? Let's go with um, I leaned heavily into trying to be awkward um (laughs) i used to do this thing where i would tuck my t-shirt into my jeans and pull my jeans as high as i could get them and i'd I'd put my hands in my pockets with just my thumbs out and i'd walk around the halls just like that (laughs) and it was just to and i would be as stiff as i could be and i just would like not look people in the eyes (laughs) My friends thought it was hilarious, and I thought I was incredible. I thought I was the funniest person in the world. I see pictures of it now, and I'm like, I hate myself. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's hilarious. So I had one. when. Uh, so I lived um, in middle school. It was kind of pre-middle school, but this is the story I want to tell. So in, in, in middle school, I lived in Fort Knox. Uh, my dad was in the military, and I had a friend group that uh, we did almost everything together. And one of the stupid games that we would play was that we would pretend that we were a news station <laughs> and we would do stupid stuff all the time. And I'm talking like sixth grade, we would do this. And so it's, <laughs> it's definitely awkward. And we would like, someone would be the sportscaster, someone would be like the weatherman. And it was, it was just awkward all the time. Middle school isn't awkward. Just awkward, awkward time. And this movie proves that in a lot of ways. <laughs> and so why don't we go ahead and hop in to our Remember Me section. Remember me. Zach, our movie starts with Maylin Lee. And she's breaking the fourth wall more than 
we may have ever seen in any Pixar movie. I think you pointed that out to me. You like paused it afterwards. You're like, has this ever happened like this before? Yeah. And I don't think it ever has. Uh, this is like the biggest fourth wall break ever. She's talking directly to the audience, uh, giving exposition, just talking about her life. So you learn a lot about her. Uh, basically, you learn that she's in eighth grade. She's overachieving, uh, obedient, family-focused middle schooler uh, who doesn't want her parents to know that she likes boys, but likes boys a lot. And her life pretty much revolves around trying to be the most perfect daughter she can possibly be. So it jumps into her being at school and she is being described by teachers and friends as awkward, uncomfortable, but obedient. Other kids are describing her as like, uh, like a tattletale and she is proud to wear all of those uh, name badges. She's like, put, I take all the labels. They're all so true. And then it jumps to her hanging out with her friends and all of her friends are talking about something they want to do and hang out. And she's like, no, I've got to go home. It's cleaning day. And they're like, it's always cleaning day. But back at her home, I get the, the Chinese temple, which is kind of like a, a tourist attraction in Toronto. Uh, that she helps her mom keep everything up. So she's helping with the, the cleaning around the temple, with running uh, some of the tours and dressing up in the red panda costume, which is a hilarious addition to <laughs> for sure. the whole, whole layers of this movie. And she is just constantly trying to do everything she can to make, to live up to her mom's perfect expectations. But our, our plot and our story kind of catapults when her mom finds these doodles that she has of a boy that works at a convenience store nearby that she has a crush on. She doodles all kinds of pictures and her mom takes her down to that store, storms in and starts berating this boy who doesn't even know that she exists for corrupting her perfect daughter and making her boy crazy and or having any sort of conversations with her. And he's like, I don't even know who she is. And he's like freaking out because this random lady just came in and started yelling at him. And it absolutely drives Maylin crazy. She's so embarrassed. She's completely freaking out. And it really gets under her skin to the point that she doesn't sleep that night. She has all kinds of crazy dreams about the red panda. And then she wakes up the next day as a giant red panda, like a nine foot tall <laughs> red panda, which I don't remember if it was when we were watching it or if it was later that it was pointed out to me that red pandas are kind of tiny. Like yeah. she's huge. Red pandas are like the size of like raccoons, aren't they? <laughs> like I was looking at pictures earlier. That's, yeah, they're very small. crazy. She's massive. She's mm -hmm. like nine feet tall. She can't fit under doors or through doorways very well. And she's freaking And her, she's like in the bathroom looking in the mirror, like, what on earth is going on? Her mom comes by and she's like, don't come in here, I'm freaking out. And her mom thinks that she's freaking out for a totally different reason and immediately goes into mom of a middle school girl mode and starts trying to get her everything that she might need. And she does, she's mistaken. It's a totally different issue. And all of these like, funny like coincidences happen to where her mom never quite realizes that the issue is that she's a red 
she's a giant red panda <laughs> and she her mom is like trying to help make sure she has everything that she needs she even shows up at the school in the middle of the day trying to come in and check on her and that makes that drives Maylin back to this like huge emotional state of being so embarrassed and so upset at her mom and she turns into a red panda she runs off into the bathroom and she's hiding in the bathroom and one student sees her but it's kind of just brushed off and when she gets home um, her mom tells her about how it's a, a family heritage thing that way up in her family line uh, the red panda was a gift to one of her ancestors to help fight off and win a lot of wars but it has been it has continued to carry on through the family uh through all of the females and so she and so her mother has had a red panda her aunts her uh, Malin's aunts and her Malin's grandma all have red pandas and it's just a part of being a part of the family and they say there's a ritual to where you can control it and you can contain it uh, but it doesn't happen until the next red moon, and it's on this date that I can't remember what the date was. The 25th, and May 25th. May 25th. And she has to pretty much stay hidden anytime that she's not at school. Does she even go to school? She's kind of just completely isolated. Well, she her friends come over, and I think that was only like a day her friends came over to check on her and that's when she figured out she could be calm yeah so she's like i'm i just want to i want to be myself i want to go to this concert i think it was when she was talking to her mom about going to the concert that she and her mom said no you can't go because you can't go out in public where you might turn into a red panda and plus it's $200. So after that conversation, Maylin talks with all her friends and decides, well, if being this perfect little daughter is not gonna be enough to get my mom to let me do things, then I'm just gonna stop being her perfect little daughter and I'm gonna figure it out on my own. And I'm gonna start, and she comes up with this incredible business idea where she charges people at her school just small amounts of money to be able to see the red panda and take pictures with the red panda and have parties and dance with the red panda and she and her friends start raising all the money that they need to be able to go to this concert uh band band name zach four town four town thank you bro how <laughs> like, could you it, i was blanking four town so, is life bro four town forever <laughs> <laughs> or for life <laughs> So Fort Town is coming into town. Um, I think it was May 16th. And 18th. they're all May 18th. And they're all gonna go to this concert. They're saving up all of this money through the red panda. And Malin's super not supposed to be doing this. Like she's not supposed to let anybody see the red panda. She's supposed to be containing it. Her grandma and aunts all find out that the red panda showed up for Maylin and they are like we're on our way and Maylin's mom is super not a fan of this because she has a terrible relationship with her mom and she does not want her to come there also she wants to prove to her mom that she can handle it on her own so doesn't matter though because they show up anyways and Maylin is secretly becoming the, pan the panda not becoming the panda like transforming back and forth all the time and she's supposed to be containing it but she is 
learning how to control it and uh, decide when the panda appears and disappears. And she has very good control over it to the point that her parents run her through all sorts of tests to see how well she can emotionally control herself. And she passes all of their tests. Uh, later, she'll uh, we'll find that she doesn't have complete control over when it happens, but she does, a, she does have really good control. Um, she never like accidentally becomes the panda or can't turn the panda off when she needs to. So they, this whole thing kind of culminates in she realizes that she can get the final amount of money that they need to get the last ticket by going to this absolute punk kid's birthday party. Tyler. Tyler. <laughs> Tyler's birthday party. Tyler is the biggest punk. Uh, he's been like a bully of hers to some extent. Like he just is a nuisance all the time. But like everybody else, he loves the red panda. And he knows that if he could get the red panda to show up at his birthday party, everybody would come and it'd be a great time. And Tyler's apparently made of money because he's like, I can just drop whatever. Like, I'll pay you guys whatever it takes. And Maylin agrees. And unfortunately for her, 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 all of her aunts and grandma show up and she's not able to get out for the party. And so the party's kind of falling apart. Tyler's kind of getting super upset, but eventually Maylin is able to get out of dinner and sneak out and get over to the party. Over at the party, things are, she shows up uh, not dressed, not as the red panda, but dressed up in the suit because she's like, I'm not supposed to do this for like 10 seconds. And then she's like, eh, whatever. And so she becomes the red panda and they party like it's 2002 and they're all in eighth grade. And it's, they have so much fun. And then uh, Mei Lin and all of her friends are hanging out like on the roof of this house while everybody's still kind of having a, still kind of like partying and they're just kind of all talking. And it occurs to them that one of the friends totally screwed up reading the dates. And it turns out that the night of the concert is the same exact night of the red blood moon. We'll get to this later, but the fact that she saw Toledo and thought it was Toronto is the funniest thing in the movie. It was such <laughs> situational humor. Well, like I said, we'll get to that in a minute, but that, oh my gosh, that was so funny. Nothing good happens in Toledo. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, so this absolutely drives Maylin insane. It's like the first time that she like blows up into the, the red panda state um, since the very beginning of the movie. And she is absolutely furious. And then Tyler comes out and he starts being a punk. And he's like, come be the red panda that you said you were going to be and give us rides and come play with us. And she's like, I don't want to. I'm in the middle of something right now. And he starts being a punk. And she goes absolutely AWOL and pounces off of the roof onto him, is growling and screaming in his face. And uh, this poor eighth grader just got tackled by a 10-foot... <laughs> red panda that is screaming in his face right and uh he's terrified and his parents shut the party down and kick everyone out and uh, Malin's parents have to come and apologize and explain what's going on kind of and that's kind of the end of that nobody really 
it's kind of crazy how little the people in this world <laughs> like i get why the kids might be okay with it but there's also the like everybody's just kind of like yeah i mean that just happens <laughs> sometimes people turn into giant red pandas but they shouldn't attack people yep <laughs> that's the line and that's pretty much where it goes so i got way off my notes started rambling pretty sure next so, uh, is we'll, we'll jump to the night of the ritual i think yep. that's pretty much that's i'm the pretty next sure point. that's next yep on the night of the ritual uh during the time of preparing for the ritual uh Maylin's dad comes and finds Maylin, brings the a video camera that he found and he said that he saw videos of her as the red panda with her friends uh dancing and playing and he is like i like this side of you and it made me laugh and uh, I appreciated it, and I just wanted you to know that. So she goes to the ritual, and the ritual is uh, a weird part of the movie. It's just super not what I'm used to seeing, and it was just odd. And it just continues to be strange for the rest of the movie, because <laughs> uh, in the ritual woods space, uh, Maylin decides she doesn't want to give up her red panda because she has too many good memories associated with it, and she kind of like giving it up and she like appears as the red panda when she was supposed to uh have like contained the red panda in an emblem and she runs off to the concert and in the uh escape attempt pulling off her family from her trying to get to the concert she knocks her mom to the ground and it breaks her mom's emblem dun, dun, dun. <laughs> and her mom basically explodes into a red panda, but we don't see it yet. We just know that it happens and it goes to the concert where Mei Lin is and she joins up with all of her friends and they're all having a great time. And the concert's going wonderfully and perfectly until all of a sudden this like hundred foot tall red panda comes peering through the, the roof of the dome and crawls in and starts screaming that Mei Lin needs to go home because she's in big trouble and then Maylin turns into a red panda and starts fighting her mom and turn and starts dancing in weird ways to make her mom uncomfortable. And then they perform the ritual and they're trying to perform the ritual in the middle of this giant dome. And then uh, her mom's not really being cooperative. They, Maylin and her mom fight. Maylin headbutts her mom and it knocks her out. Giant red panda on the ground. She tries to pull her into the ritual circle, can't do it alone. Her whole family joins in. All of her aunts and grandma destroy their emblems. They become red pandas to help pull her into it. And while they're doing it, they're kind of singing the chanty ritual song, but it's not quite enough. And then Four Towns comes out and starts singing their song, and her friends start singing that song, and Maylin starts singing that song. And kind of everybody singing together is enough to kind of channel the ritual powers and then her mom her aunts her grandma and Maylin are all thrown into the the ritual woods bamboo woods space and Maylin finds her mom kind of like huddled up in a ball crying in a very like young state she's like a teenager again and she's crying and she's saying I just am so tired of being perfect I, I can never live up to my mom's expectations, and Maylin can super relate to that. And she walks her mom back to her grandma, and her grandma hugs her, 
and doesn't like explicitly say like I love you and you're you are accepted for the way that you are, but she she communicates that she doesn't like explicitly say it. And then her grandma, her aunts, and her mom all give up their red pandas and they all go back to the world and they lend the red panda temple and it helping the temple do great and her being like it's just part of who i am and the movie ends with her saying trying to leave and her mom saying you can't go like like go out like that and she's like mom it's my panda my choice and then she tells the audience we all have an inner beast that's messy and loud weird part of ourselves hidden away but we never let it out but i did you and that's the end of the movie good job josh Yes, so Turning Red is a 2022 computer animated uh, movie by Pixar. Um, It was directed by Domi Shi. This is her feature directorial uh, debut. This is the first movie that she's ever um, directed. Uh, She actually did, I don't know if you ever saw it, which I'm sure you did because it was, I think, pretty sure it was before, can't remember what movie, um, the little short bow. Do you remember that? Yep. It's about the little uh, Asian lady who... So, so good until it's so weird. Yeah. It, oh, no, I think the opposite. So weird until it was so good. Um, because it's just this lady taking oh, around you're a right, little you're right. And then at the end, you you realize that she's just daydreaming about missing her child, which is terribly, terribly sad as a dad. I bet if I watched it now, I would ball tears of Didn't she tears. she eat the dumpling, though? I don't remember, actually. I'm pretty sure she eats the dumpling, and that's the really weird part. <laughs> like, it's weird, <laughs> but then it's even weirder that she eats it, I think. Right. It's been a while. And so um, it, it seems like while uh, Domishi, the director, was there directing that, doing all of that, she pitched this idea to Pixar, and they said, we want you to follow it. And so they allowed her to, to do that. Um, I, I don't know if you were able to do this, Josh, but I watched the, like um, – the documentary type thing on Disney plus. I um, wanted. To. Yeah. And so, um, it too. Yeah. It, I, I really like that Disney plus is doing that with, they're kind of putting out a lot of their, their stuff and, and it's, um, and you're able to kind of see the making of behind the scenes. I've watched a few for like the, the star Wars stuff and the, uh, Marvel stuff, but I really like this one as well. Cause it kind of gave me an appreciation for what these ladies were going for. It was a lot of, um, uh, female leadership in in the making of this movie um which is which is cool for this type of movie and, and um and so they they actually started producing this movie right when um when covid was about to hit like i think they started production in january of 2020 um and pretty much all of their meetings all of their conversation had to happen over zoom um so i'd like to i i wonder if a bulk of this movie was made through conversations over zoom and 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 not even in person i wonder if this is the first movie that's kind of like that um obviously animated movies you can probably do a little bit more separated obviously you can't like shoot a live action movie separated like over zoom right Um, but with animated (laughs) you you probably could and so i bet it's it's one of the the only movies that's kind of like this and so um i thought that was kind of cool uh it premiered at the el capitan theater in los angeles on march 1st and was released on disney plus 
streaming service on March 11th. Um, and so it the, had a budget of 175 million and in box office, which I don't, I guess worldwide box office, um, it received 14.8 million. <laughs> so uh, not, not, not great there, but <clears throat> as we've said before, I'm pretty sure that there's some kind of numbers that, that Disney has that says putting Pixar movies on Disney plus drives memberships to Disney plus and that, to. that, that matters to them. They're losing, uh, otherwise they're losing hundreds of millions of dollars. It, it has has to be somehow more profitable for sure or or at least manageable <laughs> at the very least right um, and so uh on rotten tomatoes it has a score of 94 percent critic rating and a 73 percent audience score um which is interesting uh and so I saw this last night and I thought it was interesting that all of the four town music was written by Billie Eilish. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that that was, I mean, I knew that she did some of the music, but that's hilarious. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> I thought that was kind of cool. Anything else for Remember Me, Josh? No, I just pulled up Bow, uh, and it starts with just a quick recap of it. It does nothing to do with this movie, but I feel like I have to say it. <laughs> starts with her eating dumplings and realizing that it was alive. Then you watch it grow up, and it then is a, like an adult trying to be an adult dumpling. So to prevent it from growing up, she eats it. <laughs> or for, to prevent it from leaving, she eats it, and that's the end of it. <laughs> uh -huh. Uh -huh. <laughs> it's weird until it's not, until it is. <laughs> yep. <laughs> right. Um, okay. Why don't we move on to making our mark? You've got to earn your mark by doing something big for something bigger than yourself. Someday you'll all make your mark and I can't wait to see it. All right, Josh, what do you have for general attraction for this movie? Uh, dude, I was not that excited for this movie. With Lightyear around the corner, I, this one especially, I... I when I was looking at just it on paper, like in Wikipedia, seeing that there's a movie called Turning Red that's coming out, I would have been like, cool, new new movie, great. Then as soon as I started seeing trailers, I was like, this is gonna be, this isn't gonna, I'm not gonna relate to this movie very well. Like it is about a, a different person, different type of experience than I will have ever had. So I'm not gonna be able to personally connect to a lot of the struggles that I think that character is gonna go through. So it's gonna be, it's gonna be interesting. I had a, I gave it a six because there was some anticipation, but it wasn't, wasn't like I was super excited about it. So I gave it a seven. Uh, I was pretty excited for this movie. It's another Pixar movie. Um, obviously, we we love those. Um, and honestly, it was, it was advertised as being in theaters. So I thought this was going to be the movie that we go back to the theaters for for Pixar. And so I was, I was really excited about that. And honestly, when they announced that it was going to be just Disney Plus. Um, that that was a blow um if i'm being honest um for for general attraction um i was excited that i was going to be able to watch it at my house but honestly like it, it kind of took the the wind out of the sails a little bit and like you said plus light year being later this year um i'm uber excited for that movie and so um it, it just kind of turned in at a seven for me what are some of the other movies that were kind of this way where they came out 
the same time, like the same year as a bigger one. Can you remember? Um, buh, 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 buh. Yes, let me look at that real quick. Um, I, I'm thinking of a, a big one because something came out with Coco, but I can't. What, what was before Coco? 2017. That sounds right. I guess I could just look at the list. Yeah, I'm, that's what um, I'm pulling up right now. Coco would have been Incredibles 2. Yeah. Or so Cars that, that, 3. Uh, let me look. Yeah, so it was Cars 3 that I was thinking about, which is a good movie. and, and But it, not as good as Coco. Right. Um, it looks like <laughs> Inside Out came before The Good Dinosaur, which is kind of the opposite of what, what we were thinking about. Um, yeah, but the same kind of idea. Like The Good Dinosaur got even more got less um draw because of the fact that inside out was one movie dr- takes away from the other and i think that our our expectation is that light is going to take away from turning red sure and then and that onward- might just be because we're two guys White dudes, who yeah. are gonna like <laughs> like light year more than turning red sure and so sure. uh i apologies to all listeners who really relate to this movie and appreciate a lot of parts of it for the fact that i don't rate it very well it's there are some things that I'm going to acknowledge that are good. And yep. there's just like some things I just don't connect to and I don't enjoy because. And that is I, reflected in our scores, unfortunately, like not unfortunately, cause it's, it's fortunately for every other movie, but for this one, it's kind of unfortunately. Yep. Um, all right. What is next plot? I gave plot a seven. Um, it, it's an overall good story. Um, it, the the weirdness of this movie doesn't come from its plot which is good um it 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 kind of i mean obviously there's a girl turning into a panda that's weird but um the choices that the characters make make sense at times middle schoolers want what they want and and it's an awkward time in life um working in a middle school now and i can see how yeah kids kids can make these decisions and so it kind of makes sense um but it's it's just kind of a weird story for me and so that's why i got bummed down a little bit i gave it a six um i probably would have landed around where you were with the seven except for the entire like ending montage it makes sense but because everything's kind of been pretty crazy up to that point to where it's like well this might as well happen like it's <laughs> stealing from a john mulaney joke but it's uh it isn't it there's so many wild things that happen at the end that like if the preceding plot hadn't been as out there then it would then i would have been especially thrown but it's just it i feel like they could have wrapped the movie up in a way that wasn't that crazy as this one it was like extra big and dramatic but it also just was just strange to me sure all right what you got for themes Themes, I've got it as a seven. I think it's good, good, especially for like middle schoolers. It's really hard to, you're trying to be, be yourself. And especially um, for, this wasn't me, but especially for someone who would um, feel a lot of pressure from their parents to be perfect, especially in middle school, that this is the type of movie that you should see. And this is the type of stuff that you should take away that your parents, you see it in two different levels in this movie, that your parents, though they may have high expectations for you, they love you no matter what. I was a middle child and my parents were like separated while I was in middle school. So like the expectations for me were not like, nobody was, nobody cared what I was doing in middle school. <laughs> right. right. Um, 
something that that really stuck with me uh, from the the documentary uh, was that they said they wanted to make a movie that was that showcased a messy mix of lo both loving parents and being yourself. And I think that is the ultimate theme for this movie um, is is finding that balance. Um, there were times when when May did not have that balance, and that could portray some some negative themes um and honestly i think that's where a lot of the hate comes from i saw plenty of like christian uh like movie posts and like you should never let your kids see this movie because it tells them to to disobey their parents and it's awful and 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 i don't think that's exactly what they were going for <laughs> in my opinion yeah. um i, I think it's so absurd that's it, not where I thought that the Christian posts were going to get mad about this movie. <laughs> and that's where they were. Um, and so, uh, and there were plenty of other reasons why they were upset too. But, uh, and so I find that it's a really good mix by the end of the movie is, is she wanted to be herself. She wanted to, to, to wear her little panda ears and have her little panda tail. And, and that's middle school weirdness. And that's, that's who she wanted to be. And that's fine because honestly being yourself is, is good and not hiding those things. Like the dad said. Um, and, and then um, I thought another one is um, don't be afraid to bake, break through generations of overlofting stressful expectations from your parents. Um, gener generation, like obviously the mom had a lot of stress on her. And so she funneled that right into May, May's life and being able to break free from that is good. <laughs> um, and I'm sure that there's tons of people that can relate to that, um, that generational trauma doesn't have to continue on. It doesn't have to go to your kids. It doesn't have to go on. It can stop at you um and so i think that's that's kind of a cool theme as well i don't know if i said mine but i'm bumping it to an eight okay cool all right animation i gave animation a nine um i think the atmosphere looks looks amazing um the characters all look fun um the i think the pandas look cool obviously they're big um and that's cool it's not like pixar mind melting animation but it's 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 pretty good overall and so i gave it a nine there's one moment that is pixar mind melting animation that was awesome and it was the her, her dad cooking towards yeah. the beginning the, that looks so good it did look yeah. so looks good. like a commercial it's awesome <laughs> that's the only part where i'm like that's amazing animation everything else i felt like it was luca like they took a really creative yeah, yeah, choice they did. yeah they uh, and it was and i'm here for the creativeness but i'm also more i like the classic pixar look that's more um where they're trying to look very realistic so i gave it the same score i gave luca i gave it an eight it's good it's yeah. a creative choice it's not a hundred percent i i prefer the other way but it's still good yeah, um, I did. I did forget to mention that they they obviously um, from from the documentary. I'm sorry, I'm pulling in a whole lot of things from that. I guess I, guess I shouldn't apologize because it's good. But um, they definitely had a huge like anime uh, inspiration for for their animations, yeah. um, and, yeah. and you could see that in like some of the eye movements and and different things like that. And so that definitely put into the animation as well. Zach, we all know how you feel about weird eye movements. <laughs> yeah nah, right all right voice acting josh what you got for voice acting uh i gave it an eight as well uh I, I don't i don't know that any one character is like they don't stand out and they're not solidified and it's probably just because it's a new movie it's not an, an old classic like toy story and and monsters Inc. where these characters are so solidified in my mind because i didn't grow up watching this movie yeah. but that's just they all do very well nobody has no no person doesn't fit their character and so i i gave it a nice solid eight 
I gave it a seven. Um, no one really sticks out. That's okay. Everyone seems to fit pretty good. The only name that I actually recognize would be Sandra O. Oh. Um, she's in like a few things. I don't know that I've ever watched her in anything, but I'm, I'm pretty sure she's in, um, what's that doctor show? Grey's Anatomy. Um, and and <laughs> it's like super into that. Um, but yeah. Uh, all right, Josh, John Ratzenberger quiz. Good to see you in this movie. Unfortunately, he's not. He's not in. So to say, I, I, I didn't think so. I think that he. I think it ended. I think that that. I, I, I hope done. not. Um, well, which... yeah, no, I don't know why they would fit him in Lightyear either. It's not like there's a given character. It's no, not no, Toy no. Story. I, I just hope it's not done, man. I, I, the fact that he wasn't, he hasn't been in any of them. He wasn't in Luca. He wasn't. He, they animated him in Soul. Yeah. But I think they animated him in Soul probably because for whatever reason they couldn't get him to do the voice. Right. Sad. We'll see if he shows up in Lightyear, but it might, it might, Soul might have been the end of it. Yeah. All right. Soundtrack, Josh. What you got for soundtrack? For soundtrack, I've got an eight. Um, I didn't, it would be a lot lower because I don't really care about the, everything else except uh, the War <laughs> Town. The Billy Four Town songs pop music are so good. It's like it's like all of the fun. It's uh it's pre pre One Direction type music, but it's it's, it's Backstreet Boys. It's in sync. It's ninety eight degrees, Boys, which is not anything I ever listened to. But I can get I can get behind the fun boy band type stuff because I enjoy enjoyed one direction stuff and it's uh it, i can think back to at least that in my life because one direction was big and i don't know if it was middle school it was like early high school yeah. for me and so for I can sure think back to when everybody was obsessed with a boy band and i can find a lot of fun in that and the music <laughs> is is boy band music for sure uh i gave it an eight as well for pretty much all those same exact reasons <laughs> for town forever for life whatever um i literally as we were the the credits that that play after the movie are all just the four the the four four town songs that are in the movie and i literally just stood there like dancing around carly and she was like sit down and so uh yeah four four town is is my jam right now um i i opened up the zoom call this morning with josh i'm playing a little um never met nobody or what nobody like you or something like that there's literally you you already know this but i'm just saying there's literally an artist on spotify called fork town yep <laughs> yep so incredible they're it, only it. featured in turning red it's <laughs> <laughs> gonna become an actual band like they're gonna actually be a boy band yeah for sure all right um characters i gave characters a seven um you know i always do the path that they go on may has a good path figuring out who she was and how she wanted to to involve her parents and who she was and and i i think that's that's kind of a cool path and and seeing her grow through the movie and seeing her wrap her head around being a good kid and also becoming who she was um, is, is kind of a cool path for me. Um, it's not, it's not my favorite character moments from Pixar, but it, but it, it fits in, in the mold, in my opinion. I'm, I'm going to give characters an eight or seven. I, I don't actually agree with it. I, I think that the because the way that I typically rate grade the characters is based off of their um, how, their development. I think it's pretty similar to what you do. But they the where um, Maylin and her mom start um, and the growth that happens in them and 
in the way that they relate to each other, in the way that um, Malin's mom relates with her mom, in the way that the dad kind of plays into each relationship, like the way that they kind of all grow together. The friends are all like very extra toys, side characters. Like they don't play into this in my mind because they don't change or grow at all. But the the way that these characters grow, albeit in a story that's very odd but the way that they grow and the characters they are at the beginning versus the characters they are at the end i really appreciate the growth that happens yeah that's cool all right humor six a six yeah, yeah. this six i don't think it's that funny um no. there's a few moments that are like funny enough but I, even watching it the first time i wasn't like laughing at anything just watching it the second time i can i like more i knew what to expect about everything else so like the funny stuff kind of stood out as funny this time yeah um but i didn't i don't find this movie to be that funny no i it's not i give it a seven it's not really that funny to me either um some situational humor like i said the 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 mix-up of toledo and toronto um for the tour dates is is so funny um and when she said well who like who even cares about toledo or whatever she said um and so uh, that that's that's pretty good, but but not really much else. So, yeah, I think in in general attraction themes and humor, this that are probably some of the areas where it suffered the most because of my lack of connection to the characters and the situations. I didn't yeah. go through any of these things, so I don't find I can't look back at it as humorous. I can't yeah. relate to any of it. So that's where I think that this is. I think to a lot of people, and I've had actually conversations with some people where this is like. I've had a conversation with someone where this is her favorite movie. Yeah. Um, and it's because she's like, it's absolutely hilarious. It's exactly what I went through. Like yeah. I was a red panda. No, just like, <laughs> like I related to that character so much and there were so many funny things. And like, I don't, I, I know that there's people out there who do, but yeah. it, but it doesn't hit for me. For sure. All right. Easter eggs. Uh, I, I looked some up and there, there were some pretty good Easter eggs that, um, that I was able to find on the internet. I didn't necessarily see these throughout the movie, but, but finding them after is, is pretty cool too. Um, and so uh, there, the Luxo ball is in the pool at Tyler's house at the party, which I thought was kind of cool. As May is running to the four town concert, you can see the pizza planet truck, um, which is pretty good. Um, the chalker that the dad takes around um, at the, the concert has a one, one, three on it. And the ticket in the, uh, at the end of the movie has a one, one, three in it as well. Um, some of these are, are pretty cool. And um, I thought this was, so at the beginning of the movie, when we first get introduced to the friends, um, Miriam has a skateboard and there's stickers on the bottom of the skateboard. And that's where the light year is. There's a buzz light year, like logo emblem as a sticker on the bottom of her skateboard and that like robot cat that we see in the movie, there's a sticker of that robot cat on her skateboard as well. Um, as May is getting off the bus um, in one scene, you can see a restaurant that's in the back named bow, um, <laughs> which is pretty cool. Um, obviously four town is, is dressed up kind of like the backstreet boys in the, I want it that way music video. Um, they're all like all wearing all white, which is, kind of what they were going for and um and then there's two more and these were my two favorites uh tyler wears a purple like jersey with the number 15 on it throughout the whole movie in uh from 1998 to 2004 um a guy by the name of vince carter played for the toronto raptors um and he and their jerseys were all like purple and stuff and he wore number 15 so that's definitely a a, a kind of nod to vince carter 
and my favorite is you know the um the kid that after she comes to school after um turning into a panda and she sees the boy that she thinks is like really cute or whatever do you remember yes. that so that boy is wearing a shirt that has a logo on it that Aouga. is the logo huh Aouga. <laughs> <laughs> right 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 that that boy is wearing a shirt that has a logo on it that logo is from the drums of one of the bands that play at the talent show during coco oh that's awesome yeah i'm, <laughs> I'm scrolling through something right now looking at some of them that's that's so cool and so there's there's a lot of fun ones i gave it an eight um because that's that's pretty much all i found but but i thought they did it in some pretty um unique ways there that is uh, way more than I caught watching it. They were well hidden. Um, yeah, they, they were definitely hidden. I also I didn't do a very good job of looking for it. Um, I'm going to give it a seven. Okay. Pretty yeah. good. There's some pretty good stuff in there. Uh, other cool thing that I just saw scrolling through this BuzzFeed article about it <laughs> is during the ritual, they're, they all wear green. Yeah. Which in color theory is the opposite of red. Huh. So as they're banishing the the red panda, they're all wearing green. That is actually very cool. Yeah, it's like um, a, that's not a that's not a Pixar Easter egg, but it's a fun little just yeah for sure Pixar being detail oriented yep, about everything for sure. <laughs> all right, ending, Josh. I know this is kind of where it all comes to a head for for you for this movie, and so um, what did you score the ending? Uh, a one. I I don't. Really? There's not. There's nothing I like about the. I mean, there's like I don't think it's that bad. There's not nothing I like about the ending, but like the ending is the perfect like encapsulation of everything I dislike about this movie. Like everything that's weird and uncomfortable comes to a head in this movie. Everything that's like unbelievable about the plot that's just strange and that pulls me out of being able to actually like experience and enjoy it as a movie, it happens especially. It it comes to a head at the very end. Um, and it's kind of capstoned by the fact that the, the themes of this movie are really good and really important, but they almost push it to be a little bit too much too and a little yeah. bit like they're just diving into social and political things that I think that Pixar and Disney should just stay out of. Uh, I don't want them to take a side on either side of it. I'd rather them just be neutral. I'd rather all media just to be neutral about it. And so if it weren't for like the couple quotes at the very end, I, I I might not I I would love the the overall themes and story of it, but the way that they kind of push it at the very end is not only is it like kind of getting political, but it's also really forcing it. Like it's not natural. It's forced into like these really specific quotes at the very end. I I, I can see how you get there. I gave it a seven. Um, the ending is weird. Um, it's not bad. Yeah, I I, I I don't really buy into the fact that it's bad. Um, I understand why you scored it, what you scored it. Um, but the scene, um, I think kind of the the concert scene is is funny at times. And then the scene in the woods where, where May is realizing that some of the very same things that she is going through now, her mom had to go through. <clears throat> and how this kind of, like I said, this generational trauma has made it way to her and she doesn't want to stay with that. And so she wants to break out of that. And I think that's kind of a really cool thing that happened. Um, and, and so I gave it a seven. I, 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 it's not Pixar's best. It's not Pixar's worst, um, in my opinion. Um, it just kind of is. And so um, I think a seven is, is where I'll land. All right, that is, that is turning red, man. That uh, It's not 
bad by any means. It's it's a Pixar movie. I think it even feels like a Pixar movie. It's the weirdest, strangest Pixar movie. I think I, I could say that, um, but I still feel like it it, it it fits at times. And so, um, so yeah, uh, Josh scored it a 66 um, and I scored it a 75, which kind of rounds out to a 70 and a half for Lamp Stomp. Um, and so, um, oops. I'm sorting right now. Yeah, I can't zoom out for some reason. Let's do this. There we go. That's what I need to do. All right. So that lands turning red at um, 22nd um, on our list. Um, for Josh, it is uh, last. No. Why does it say 81? Do you I read the numbers? Uh, I'll double check. No, no. I mean, I think I, no, I must, I couldn't have rated it that. I gave it a, it came to 66 for me. It's, it's 21. Yeah. It's 21st for you. Um, it's right above, uh, in between brave and finding Dory. And for yeah, me, it. um, <laughs> it's tied with Ratatouille and brave for me. Um, and so, uh, yeah. And so, like I said, it, it turns in right above bugs life, um, and right below toy story four. <laughs> which honestly is not very fair um, in a lot of ways, but it's going to stay there because yeah. Um, and so I that is, I, feel. I thought it was actually going to go higher because I, I, in the areas that it's good, I was yeah not letting how I feel about the story and parts of it affect the way that I rated it. But in the areas, I guess that I don't like it, it I brought it down. Yeah. Sorry. All right. All right, Josh, why don't we move on to Woody's roundup? Josh, who is your favorite character from Turning Red? My favorite character from Turning Red is Jin Lee. Yep, 100%. I almost said Tyler, though, because I really like Tyler, if I'm being honest. He's kind of funny. Uh, but I, I, I like Jin Lee. He's such a good dad. The, the scene um, where he kind of connects with her, um, I caught it during the first movie, but then, or first time I watched, and then we, re we watched it last night, and he's genuinely a nice person throughout the movie. He's just a good dad in a lot of ways. Um, and yep. honestly, a as a dad of girls for both of us, you're, you're about to have another girl as well. Uh, uh, as, as girl dads, I think he is a really cool person to look at um for for ways to deal with some of the stress that comes in middle school i know we're uh, ways away from having to deal with that but I, I honestly think that he is just about as good of a dad of a teenage daughter as we've seen in any media i think that's very accurate at least in a long time i can't yeah. really think of a that's a that's a good point yeah, he's he's just supportive and loving and really sweet, and he makes her feel uh, proud of something that she likes, but is embarrassed of. Yeah, for sure. Least favorite character. It's probably not fair, uh, but I put the grandma. Oh, the co the conversations go that like her mom, Jen, uh, Maylee's mom, was the way that she was because of generational trauma, yeah. and it just. I mean, it just follows that probably her mom is the same. Yeah. That, but but in this story, she's the 
capstone of what caused it. Obviously, right. thinking back, it goes further up. Sure. But like thinking about it in the in the story in this story, her character, her spot in the story, is the cause of the generational trauma. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I put the mom for pretty much the same reason. Um, I could see where you're coming from. Um, just some of the choices that she makes. Um, she could have told May about about what's going on. Um, I think as a family, they could have decided to just like tackle it head on and not just let it surprise everybody. And 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 some of the just the choices that she made before the movie of hiding it and feeling shame about it and all that. I just think that she didn't handle it the best, and so that's why I chose her. That's a good point. All right, Josh. Why don't we move on to twenty two? It is an honor having you prepare twenty two for Earth. I'm gonna make you wish you never died. All right, Josh. I had just kind of a thought process that I wanted to kind of invite you in on um, because the last two Pixar movies I feel are actually quite similar um, between Luca and Turning Red. Um, just the whole um, Luca's kind of boys being boys, but also sea monsters. Turning Red is girls being girls, but also red pandas. Um, and how um, we see into the, the lives of two different adolescent kids and how their lives are different obviously um but in a lot of ways how their lives are somewhat the same they're dealing with who they are um and so i just kind of wanted to get your thoughts on that i had not realized that but that's a really great point so i guess if i related to it more it doesn't make me love it that much more because i don't love luca much more than this movie but at least in terms of my rating it's uh only a few higher so I, I think that's really interesting, and it's um, it's a very interesting that they 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 it almost, it's almost like they anticipated that like girls are not going to really relate to Luca the same way, and boys aren't going to really relate to uh, Turning Red in the same way. So they kind of have a similar story of like accepting who you are, even if it's not accepted by everyone around you, but they tell it to be able to be related to by everyone. Yeah. It's interesting. I thought so too. All right, what you got? Zach, I'm going to start with a question you're not going to like. Huh. And we'll get into ones that you I, like. I, I already don't like it. Do you think, what do you think the odds are that Lightyear gets sent straight to streaming? Oh, Josh, no! I, dude, I I can't do it. I can't do it. And, and he, no. Scale of one to 10, what do you think the odds are? 10 being it's going to Disney Plus or 10 being it's going to theaters? 10 being it's going to theaters because that's what we want. My confidence level is probably at a six right now. And and I know that's that's sad. Um, man, I need it. I need it in theaters. That is a blockbuster, summer blockbuster. I need it in theaters. It needs to be there. Disney, please, I'm begging you. Please just send it to the theaters. What I'm trying to find it. It looks like um, I'm trying to find out when. Do you remember when Disney changed their their announcement from it's going to be in theaters to it's going to be streaming? Do you remember when that was? No, but I can find it if you talk for a second. So that's where I'm kind of. They started out with turning red saying this is going to go to theaters and it was not just like uh, 
people assumed it. It was like they had trailers where it there was it text at the bottom theaters, that said yeah. it will be showing in theaters on this date. And at some point, they backtracked on that. And so I'm wondering, we're, we're in a, a weird phase where obviously for some movies, they had no choice but to put it to streaming if they wanted to put it out. So they put it to streaming. And then I think Turning Red is more of a test run movie. It was like, January 8th. It was only two months before the movie. Okay. And, and Lightyear comes out. <laughs> June 17th. Two months from tomorrow. <laughs> so they are in the window where if they were going to switch it and they were going to have the same amount of time. I, I feel like now. they would have to do it soon if, if they were going to announce that. Which we're about if due we go for into the last trailer. announcing it, I think we can assume. So we'll know. When the next trailer comes out, we'll know. Ugh, Josh, no. I think, I think turning red was like a final test run. Like, I think Luca, they sent to, because not all theaters were really up and running at that point, at the point yeah. of Luca coming out. But Turning Red, I think they, it was kind of a test run. They were like, we, we know what it probably could make in the box office. And we're seeing what other things do make. So let's just do it in Disney+. Plus. And I think it was like their experiment. I think that they I, were planning on going to box office and they were like, let's see if we can, I think this movie was the test to see, is this going to make more or less or the same amount if we run it just to Disney Plus? And, I, and my guess is that I can't imagine a way that it makes more. Like, surely you, you run a theatrical release for like, even if you just run it for like two weeks and then you put it to streaming, you make more money that way. Like, here's, here's, what, here's what I think too. Um, you're you're, you're the, the president of Pixar right now, okay? And you have yeah, the choice. I am. <laughs> you have the choice. Um, your movies are about to be back in theaters. You have one of two choices. Do you send Turning Red as the first movie back in theaters, or do you put uh, Lightyear as the first movie back into theaters? Which one's going to make the company more money? Look, I own the company. I got to look out for the stakeholders. <laughs> and I feel like maybe the decision was. We believe in, in Turning Red. I, th I think Pixar believes in Turning Red. It's not like, oh, this is a dumb movie. We're just going to put it on our streaming site. I don't believe that at all. But I believe that they think that Lightyear will get more butts in the seat than a brand new IP would. That's an interesting gamble. Because I think even if they, even if they throw both out, I don't think that the... I don't think that Lightyear being the first Pixar movie back is going to draw so many more people to it than Turning Red. Like it alone versus it combined with Turning Red, I think that results in more see more people going to see movies in theaters because I think a lot of people would go to see both. I, I don't see what think you're saying, <clears throat> but I think that number of people that are going to go see Lightyear because it's the first Pixar movie back is not negligible. It's not zero. Yes. Yeah, it's not zero, but I think it's less than the amount of people who would go to see Turning Red. I think that I I just I don't know. I, I there's got to be this. I think is the test movie. Yeah. I I think this is the one where they were like, can can it make more? And I guess we'll find out in the next trailer of because if it makes more, I don't think they're gonna care. They're just gonna do whatever makes the company more money. True, true, true. So we'll see. I don't think that it does. Like that's hundreds of millions of dollars. People pay seven dollars for streaming. Like. Even if you sign up and you pay for a full year, 
you've got to get a lot of people to that aren't already paying for Disney yeah. Plus to sign up just because Lightyear's yeah. being put on there. Yeah. And at some point, and maybe they were just doing it as a as an accumulation of accounts because once you're in, you're less likely to leave, yep. especially since it's so cheap. Yep. And now that they've got it, they're just going to stick with it because at some point you stop getting new people because everybody's already on it. Right. Yeah. So I think even if it's not Lightyear, at some point they're going to stop sending movies straight to streaming because it's not it's going to stop making them more money at some point. And I'm hoping it's at Lightyear <laughs> that right. this is where they start sending them back because that's going to be a movie that's going to be great in theaters. For sure. All right, Josh, why don't you go with your second question? My last thing is kind of a scenario that I, I feel like is fun. It might be good for a last one. I got two, so I'm going to throw out my – I'll throw out my less interesting one. Sure. And I might throw in the last one. We'll see Okay. Um, once I hear yours. <clears throat> How does this family have no repercussions or well, government have- intervention for the fact that they just – demolished what was a representative of the Toronto Blue Jays home field. Like they destroyed they it. kind of. But don't like, you see don't you see the thing they're the raising mo- they're like raising money for it, but like think about what the supers had to go through. And they didn't destroy <laughs> an entire stadium. I, I, I don't think that question is fair. I, th- I think that um they they're having to pay for it. I mean in there this fantasy charges. world where huh? There should be criminal charges or something. <laughs> I'll give you this that. This is like uh, that is massive destruction of property. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and all that they have to do is raise money to p- help pay for it. Uh, yeah, I, I I feel you. <laughs> and it's more underscored by the fact that no rational adult in this movie ever goes, "You turn into a red panda." <laughs> At any point in the movie, like after. After Maylee freaks out about turning into a panda and her parents are like, no, it's normal. Like everyone apparently thinks it's normal. (laughs) Yeah. Like, and you honestly legitimately can't tell me that one middle schooler doesn't rat her out. You can't tell me that. That's not possible. (laughs) That's the most unbelievable thing in this movie is that not one single middle schooler didn't rat her out. (laughs) They're all taking pictures with her. They've got to be showing those pictures to their parents. Look what like, happened at school today. Literally, Tyler got him to come to the birthday party. His parents, His parents had knew. to know about that. His parents bankrolled it. <laughs> I don't get it, man. I don't get it. It's <laughs> the the question was more also was geared more at why is nobody freaking out about this? <laughs> <laughs> correct, correct, correct. All right. So here is my I'm gonna say a statement and then I'm going to give you my evidence. Wait, if you're, yours is going to be better than mine, I do have a question I wasn't sure right, if it was going to be yours. Go ahead, go ahead. If, if you could turn into a giant version of any animal, at semi at your own will, what would it be? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question, Josh. Thank you. I'm glad you, I'm glad you asked that. Um, okay, so, and maybe you can at least relate to me on this. Um, mine would be a zebra. My favorite animal is a zebra because you know those games that you play that you're like, all right, say your name and then say uh, something that has the same letter as your first name. Well, my name is Zach. Yeah. And the only thing I can play that game with is zebras, zucchinis, um, <laughs> zany. Uh, like, and so, yeah, it's z- zebra. Uh, that's a weird choice, I know, but that's my favorite. That's animal. hilarious. And so, there you go. I spent an unreasonable amount of time debating my answer this morning after I said this. <laughs> 
It's got to be a bird. Like, it's a given because I want to fly. Yeah, that can make sense. And I want it to be a cool bird. So I thought maybe like a bald eagle. Okay, yeah. But then I'm thinking I'm a giant bald eagle. And that's kind of terrifying. And people kind of like capture bald eagles. Like, not a lot of them live out in the wild. And I don't want to live in a cage. So (laughs) um, I'm going to go with a cardinal. And I'm going to be a massive cardinal. Like a airplane sized cardinal. (laughs) Can you just be a blue jay? I hate the color red. Sure, I'll be a blue okay. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I like blue uh, more than red, anyways. I, I'm a Kentucky fan, and our our rivals are the Cardinals, and so um, yeah, I don't I don't. Hey, I don't like rival. the Cardinals either, and I'm a Dodgers oh, fan. So good, good point. <laughs> <laughs> All right, All right, Josh. Here is my statement, and I have evidence. I have proof. I'm really I'm really proud of this one. Maybe my most proud 22 yet. Wow. Yeah. Is it as good as my syndrome one? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't remember what my syndrome one was. I don't either. <laughs> All right. I'm going to t- tell you two movies that have almost the identical plot and are very similar. I love one of the movies, and then obviously one is Turning Red. Turning Red <laughs> and the Goofy movie have eerily similar plots. <laughs> okay, roll with me. <laughs> Turning red, mom and daughter have strife. Goofy movie, dad and son have strife. Turning red, a change happens. Goofy movie, a change happens. Turning red, dad goes, or mom goes through everything to keep daughter from ruining her own life. Goofy movie, Dad goes through any everything just to keep son from ruining his own life. Turning red. Daughter doesn't want to become just like mom. Goofy movie. Son does not want to come become just like dad. <laughs> uh, turning red. Daughter just wants to go to a concert. Goofy movie. <laughs> son just wants to go to a concert. <laughs> turning red. Mom and daughter make up at the concert. Goofy movie. Son and dad make up at the concert. (laughs) Turning red. Daughter realizes mom's not all that different. Goofy movie. Son realizes that dad's not all that different. That's my proof. Tell me what you think. If it weren't for the concert part, I would have said, well, I mean, like most (laughs) parent-child movies probably fit this thing, but the concert part makes it eerily similar. (laughs) four town and power line that's that's like disney's uh like throw throw in a uh, like a disney music festival and those two are definitely like headlining it in my opinion yep i was gonna say which <laughs> one's opening for which but i'd go to it no matter what right for sure um obviously that's goofy um but i i thought of that the other day and i was like oh my gosh that's that weird is fun. <laughs> that is really fun All right, Josh, why don't we move on to our core memories? But the really important ones are over here. I don't want to get too technical, but these are called core memories. All right, Josh, what is your core memory for this movie? Hard to have anything stand out as much as the ending. And I don't enjoy it, but it's the one thing that when I think of this movie, I think of that that 100-foot-tall Red Panda peering through the dome going, (laughs) Maylee, you need to go home. (laughs) (laughs) Insane. 
Um, I, I could definitely feel that. Um, my, my core memory, I've mentioned it before. And, and honestly, it's the thing that sticks out to me when I think of this movie, I'm going to think of this scene and it's the scene where the dad sees the movie on, on the camcorder and talks to Maitland about it. I just think that's so glad you said that. (laughs) Um, I just think it's such a good scene. Um, because there was so much pressure from the mom that for the dad to say, Hey, like this side of you it's weird. It's, it's not normal. It's, it's, it's society is not going to like it, but as your dad, I love you. And, and in some ways, I kind of think it's funny. I kind of think it's endearing. Um, and, and, and to see that and it, to know that the dad was going to support May no matter what it, 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 it kind of hits me in the feels. And so that that's definitely something that, that I enjoy. So that's my core memory. I love it. Josh, that's turning red and all the Pixar movies that are out up until this point. Woo! We did Only it. one more left that's been announced. They haven't yeah. announced what's after Lightyear, have they? Uh, as far as like what it is, no. I, I we have some on the docket, but but I don't think they've they've mentioned what they are yet. I might be wrong on that. Checking yeah, it's Wikipedia still just TBA. Yeah. Um, and it looks like we might not get another one until June sixteenth, twenty twenty three, a whole year from Lightyear. Wow. So, yeah um but yeah that's that's been turning red and so um fine movie it's something to watch it's not going to be one that i return to a whole lot i don't think um and and so uh i will say that um i did kind of uh i do every once in a while I'll do kind of like a fun scene it type game with my kids at school and um one of the scenes was the the scene where uh, may gets uh like cheered up by her friends and they start singing the four town song and uh and she and when that scene came on i will tell you that most of the girls knew the song and sang along with it and so there's something to the fact that this movie just might not have been for josh and i and that's okay um and and we still can enjoy it for what it is it's a pixar movie it's still good it's still fun uh but it just wasn't for us and that's okay. And so I'm, I'm, I'm excited for, for what's next. I'm excited to, to go back and watch these movies. Um, Emery's getting to the age that she can actually sit down and watch some of a movie, which is fun. Um, we watched a little bit of toy story the other day and she was, she was like in it, which is really cool. Um, and so I'm excited to continue to, to revisit these movies, um, and stuff. Um, but I think that's that's what we'll do for now. I think we have plans to maybe do one little shorter podcast to kind of give you guys a look into what's next. And so be on the lookout for that relatively soon. And um, yeah, so anything else for you, Josh? Um, just looking at uh, Pixar's Wikipedia or list of the films, and I'm just getting more excited for Lightyear. There's yeah. two names. There's, there's four names listed. Michael Giacchino's The Music, though he's not as good as Randy Newman. I do love his scores. Uh, they're boring, but they fit the movie so well. So that's going to be good. And the only other name mentioned is Pete Doctor. Let me just let me just do a quick list of the movies that he's either the director or he's vis- involved in the story. Soul. Yep. Inside Out. Yep. Up. Yep. Wally. Eh. Yep. Monsters Inc. Yes. Toy Story Two. Yes. Toy Story. Yes. Dude, it. But you're going to be so good. <laughs> My expectations are so high. <laughs> For sure, mine too. All right, that's been Lamp Stomp. Peace.